if you'd like to take your seats. Wonderful. Well, we are in our Deep in Prayer series, and today, as I said before, we are looking or listening in to what it means to actually listen. And we're going to have two people share about this in just a moment. We have Angela, who's going to be sharing a word as a pre-recorded video, and then she's going to host a space for us to actually do what she talks about, about listening to God. And then after that, after we've had some time in that space, I'm just preparing you for those at home, for you in the building, we are actually going to do some silence. We're actually going to make space for the Lord to speak and we're not going to fill it. We will have some instrumental playing and then uh, we're going to be led through that and responded through that with Angela. And then after that, Yeti is going to share a word in person as well. So I just want to encourage you with this. This is where we're going. And uh, let's just be open. We just said we want to trust the Lord. Let's trust the Lord with this time now. And let's trust that not only is he going to speak to us in our hearts, but he's actually really going to transform and change the way that we do prayer because we're going to learn something of him and his nature today. So... Keep looking at the screens. Here's Angela with the first part of what it means to listen. Hi, um, it's lovely to be with you today. Today I'm gonna to be sharing with you a few thoughts on listening to God. And I'm sure when you hear the words listening to God, I think some of you probably think straight away, well, that is really difficult. And I think it's only really reserved for very spiritual people spiritual people like pastors they can listen to God but actually little old me maybe I can't um well today I'm here to tell you that actually listening to God is easy and we're actually made to listen to him and made to communicate and hear from him so I've got um three things that I want to chat to you about today Listening to God, I think, is firstly beautifully personal, is secondly takes time, and thirdly is about being confident and aware. So the first thing, uh, listening to God is beautifully personal. When I was in my 20s, I went on a retreat, a silent retreat, which I found very hard because <laughs> being silent for a whole weekend was not something I'd ever done in my life. Um, so that was difficult and its own right but we we did um some various spiritual exercises and um the spiritual exercises focused on different areas so the first one was um experiencing god through nature for the franciscan method and we all went onto the beach and wait you know heard from god that way the second method was through the word of god which i think many of you are very accustomed to the third was um, using the Psalms, just kind of experiencing God through muttering the Psalms. And the fourth one was asking God to speak to us through our imagination. So entering into a story, a parable through our imagination, and then asking God to speak to us there. So um, it was rather illuminating for me because um, I realized that as we went through this weekend and each time we did one of the exercises, we had feedback afterwards. And I realized that people met with God in very different ways. So some people experienced God incredibly through the word. Some people 
really engaged with God in nature and some people through the Psalms. And um, I really met with God through the um, exercise on imagination. So it was the story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. And we had to imagine ourselves um, as one of the disciples and Jesus coming around to each one of us and washing our feet. And then the question was, well, what, what is Jesus saying to you as he's washing your feet? And for me, this was so clear. I, I had a real, um, I could really see Jesus um, coming to me and he didn't actually end up washing my feet. He just grabbed hold of my hands and he said to me, I will never let you, I will never let you go. And um, it was, a, you know, just few words, but they've stayed with me my whole life and they've really held me in some difficult times. So I want to just say that God often speaks to you in ways that are natural to you. So I'm a very visual person. Um, I love painting. I love I love pictures and photography. Um, I really, you know, I love beautiful things that look beautiful. So God often speaks to me through pictures and through the visual imagination, that kind of thing. So God, God often will speak to you in ways that are natural to you. The Bible has so many different characters and each of those characters heard from him in different ways. So for example, David in, in the Psalms, you can really tell that he's engaging and loving God through, he can see God in nature. Everywhere he goes, he sees God. The deer pants for streams of water, Lord, my soul longs for you. He hears God in the thunder. Um, you know, there's so many natural images in, in his Psalms. Um, so I think David really heard God through nature um, and music, obviously. And then Moses. Moses experienced God in a, in a kind of a tangible face-to-face -face way. He was very lucky. Not all of us have that kind of experience of hearing God almost audibly, but he did. That was natural for him. Um, Jeremiah and Daniel, uh, Daniel saw visions and dreams. Um, so he actually saw, um, heard from God in a very visual way. And um, Solomon, you know, heard God through wisdom. He kind of, he was able to really have discernment and he, he understood God's mind. Um, so, yeah, so they, we are all different in the way that we hear from God. And that's okay. We don't have to be all the same because we are all different parts of the body and we need to function differently. All right, so um, the second thing, listening to God takes time. I think for most of us, um, we like to get from A to B the quickest way possible. So the other day, um, they were doing roadworks and I was taking the kids to school and I had to take a detour. And the detour happened to go through this amazing little forest and I saw bluebells for the first time. And it was actually really beautiful. But as you know, often we don't do the detour. We do the, we do the fastest route because we just are so um, consumed with time. And I think God, um, is, God is, is into the detour. He often speaks to us in the detour. Uh, when I take time to walk, I often go walking on my own. 
when I take time to walk, I often God will speak to me in in um something I might see in nature or um something beautiful that that I see. So I am a visual, I do hear from God visually. But um Jesus himself said, or he got up very early in the morning and would go and be with him go and be with God on, on his own. And if Jesus needed to do that, how much more do we need to take the time? Mark 1.35 says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So if the Son of God needed to take time to go on a little detour, so do we. We need to take time to hear from God. Um, Jesus met people when he was doing the detour you know he was um on his way to i think to syria and he went via samaria and in his little detour he met this the woman at the well jesus took time he didn't often um take the quickest route and so we must also kind of just take time with him take time with god there's no formula um to get you to hear from god quickly it's all about developing a relationship with God. It's about the time we spend meandering with him when there's no agenda involved. It's about chatting to him. It's about including him in your day. It's about stopping to admire a sunset or a sunrise. It's about talking to him about your joys and your pains. All these things, um, are all, he, God wants to be woven into the fabric of your life. And um, it takes time to just make sure that he's included. And my third point is um, listening to God is about being confident and aware. Um, the, the Godhead, so the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, by nature, are a community. By nature, they talk to each other. They, they, they um, live life together. And when we come to Jesus, um, the Bible says that we are made children of God, that we are included in this beautiful family that is the Trinity. We are included in the conversation that happens around the Trinity kitchen table, as it were. We are included because um, in Romans eight sixteen it says, the Spirit helps us understand that we are God's children. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. So there's this understanding that it that we are made to be part of this beautiful family community that is the Trinity. And the Trinity speaks to one another. Jesus heard the Father when he was on earth. He did nothing that he didn't see his Father doing first or hear his Father say first. He learned how to um, be part of the conversation of heaven, and I and it is our right. It is our um, we are made to be in this beautiful relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to be included in the conversations that they are having. And the Lord wants us to be aware, become more aware of what He is saying to us. Um, C.S. Lewis wrote this beautiful. Quote, he said, we may ignore, but 
but nowhere can we evade the presence of God. The world is crowded with him. He walks everywhere incognito, in secret. And the in incognito is not always hard to penetrate. The real labor, the real love, uh, the real work, sorry, is to remember, to, to attend, in fact, to come awake, still more to remain awake. So um, Lewis is saying, you know, God is, God is everywhere. He's, um, he, 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 the whole world is, is full of him, but it's our job. And the difficulty is to just become awake to where God is and what he is saying. I have a friend who on her phone has a little question and it says, are you awake? And I, she's talking about spiritually, just to remind herself that actually right now I can be aware of God's presence. I can be aware of what he wants to say to me, but I just need, I need to be exactly that, aware. Um, Ephesians 5.15 says, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. So there is this thing, you know, we actually need to wake up to the things of God. We need to wake up to the spiritual side of God, that he is, he is everywhere. But are we, are we awake to what he is saying to us right now? Um, I find it really helpful to journal because, you know, sometimes um, something will stand out to you in a sermon you hear or um, maybe a song, a song you put on the on the radio, maybe some words jump out, or maybe there's something that happened. So a friend said a few words, and they really stood out for you. But sometimes we, if we don't journal them, we don't get the whole picture of exactly what is what God may be saying. So I find journaling a very um, good way to become more aware of what God may be saying to me. Um, when Paul and I were, we, we decided to move out of London. We had two small children and we were just struggling with the busyness of London. So we decided to move out and we really felt that Watford was where God wanted us. Um, this was uh, just, uh, just kind of uh, like a burning to go to Watford. So we had to, um, tell our church in London that we were deciding that we had decided to move out. And it was, you know, it was very hard. It was very hard to, to move on. And I remember going to a um, baby shower with one of the girls in our church. And we had this whole conversation and they were like, why are you moving out? Why are you moving out? And, and I came out of that um, place feeling really um, confused. And I was like, Lord, do you really want us to move to Watford? Like, did we hear wrong? Are we, have we got it all wrong? Is it, you know, I just had this sudden terrible doubt. And, and I was just like questioning everything. And then when I got in the car, I just kind of turned the steering wheel and got into the road. And as, and a, and a taxi pulled in front of me, one of those black cabs. And on the back of the black cab was this enormous sign and it just said Watford all over the back. And I just had to smile to myself because I just really felt it was like the Lord reassuring me that, that we were doing the right thing and that that was exactly what he wanted us to do. 
Um, yeah. So silence is about giving space to God. It's about being aware of him. It's about slowing down, about going on that detour. Um, sometimes it can be like sitting on a bench with God in your heart. It is an attitude of heart, a positioning, a posture of being open. So just in recap, listening to God is beautifully, firstly, it's beautifully personal. God will speak to you in ways that are natural to you. You can hear him. He's not going to speak in Chinese. He's going to speak in a way that is natural to you, that you can hear him. Listening to God, number, number two, takes time. Um, there's no quick fix. It does take time to even just to slow down, you know, just to um, gear down so that we can hear God more clearly. And number three, um, listening to God is about being confident in who we are. We are his children. And by nature, if we are children, then we can hear him speak. He's our dad. He loves talking to us. And it's also about being aware, um, aware of God's presence, aware um, to wake up spiritually to what he may be saying. He is speaking all the time and we just need to have the eyes and the ears um, to, to um, see and to hear. So won't you join with me right now as we spend a little bit of time um, listening to God. I hope you enjoyed this talk and it's been a pleasure to be with you today. the comfort of the Holy Spirit, that he wants to put his arms around us and comfort us. All right. So maybe you just want to um, get your feet comfortable, put both feet on the ground, maybe just move your shoulders a bit and stretch so that you feel comfortable in your seat. All right. just welcome you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We just breathe in the love and the peace of God into our hearts. We breathe you in, Lord. You are the Ruach, the breath of God. We breathe in your peace. And Lord, we just breathe out any anxieties of the day, anything that's troubling us, we just breathe it out. Thank you, Lord. Breathe in your peace and your love. And we breathe out any doubt and fear. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Father, we want to let go of any desire we have for security right now. 
we want to hand over the need for survival. We want to let go of that right now. We welcome you. Father, right now we just want to let go of the need for approval, the need for esteem. We let go of that right now. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit. And right now we also just want to let go of the need for control. Father, we let go of the need to be in control of situations, to be in control of people, conditions that we may have. Father, we let go of the need to change ourselves and our situations. open to your healing and your grace. Amen. We're just going to spend some time in silence now.
thank you, Lord, that we don't have to be afraid of the stillness. I thank you, Lord, that you call us into a place of rest with you. I thank you, Lord, that we don't have to be afraid of the feelings that we experience maybe when we come to that place of rest. Thank you that you hold us there with all those feelings that are there. Lord, right now, I just ask that you give strength to the weary. I ask that you increase the power of the weak. Father, some of us are tired. But I thank you, Father, that if we wait on you, you promise to renew our strength. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you help us to soar again on wings like eagles. That you give us inner strength, Lord. We honor you and praise you for all that you do. Wasn't that amazing? Silence in the presence of God. Thank you, Angela, for that perfect foundation laid for me to build on. My name is Yeti, and today it's such a blessing to be speaking to church family, both in the room and online. And in line with the Deeper in Prayer series, I'm going to be talking on the topic, listening, just like Angela. So let's go very quickly into the Word of God as I read from 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 to 10. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel was serving the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He jumped up and ran to Eli. Here I am, what do you need? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go on back to bed. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel jumped up and ran to Eli. Here I am, he said, what do you need? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go on back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord, 
because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So now the Lord called out a third time, and once more Samuel jumped up and ran to Eli. Here I am, he said. What do you need? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls out again, say, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, yes, your servant is listening. Isn't that amazing? Samuel was a little boy. He had no experience with listening to the voice of God or hearing the voice of God. Samuel mistook the voice of God for the voice of man and he ran to Eli. Do we do that sometimes? We leave Samuel there for a few minutes. Now listening is an integral part of our relationship with God. Our communication with God doesn't have to be a monologue. We don't rush in and rush out of his presence. I always say to people, God is not a drive-through. God is not a microwave. He's not an ATM machine. Often we go to the Lord with a shopping list of things, our needs, our wants, and we don't linger in his presence for him to be able to speak to us. The average Christian is busy. And yes, we are busy. We are legitimately busy. But in the midst of this busyness, it's so easy for us to lose sight of the glimpses of God in the course of the day. It's so easy for us to miss the nudging of the Holy Spirit. It's so easy for us to miss the, 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 the voice of God, the gentle, still voice of God in the midst of this busyness. And this morning, I want to talk about two women Two sisters, actually, Mary and Martha. They were devoted, totally devoted to God. And Jesus was visiting them. Isn't that amazing? What an opportunity for you to have the Lord in your home. I can only imagine how it would be for me if I knew that Jesus was coming for dinner. And Martha was, went all out to be the perfect hostess, to put up the perfect show. She was busy cooking up a storm. And I'm sure if I, was, I had that opportunity, I would be a Martha. But what did Mary do? She looked at, she looked at this opportunity. A one in a million encounter an opportunity, one, one in a million chance 
of meeting with Jesus one-on-one, she sat at his feet and she lingered there and listened. And Jesus said something that is so key. He said, Martha, you're bothered about so many things. You're worried about so many things. But Mary has chosen the best part. Jesus was saying that this right here is the real deal. Sitting at my feet is the real deal. Today, I want us to do some reflection. Do we listen? The Lord is always speaking. But do we listen? How many of us will will agree or admit today that there are mistakes we have made in life that we would have avoided had we just listened to the voice of God? How many of us are stuck in the wrong marriage on the wrong job, in the wrong career. God always speaks, but we have to turn down the noise. There's a lot of noise. There's the noise from social media platforms. There are different ideologies out there. God wants to speak, but we have to turn down the noise. We spoke about Samuel being an immature boy, had no experience. So we could excuse Samuel. How about the mature Christians? I'm sure some of them are in the room who have had encounters with God, who have heard him speak before, who have seen God at work. We can easily miss God as well because we can't put God in a box. And today I want to talk about Elijah, our lovely Elijah, prophet Elijah. The Lord took him to the mountain and said, go up to the mountain, I'm going to speak to you. Elijah climbed up to the mountain and waited for God to speak. Suddenly, there was a rushing wind. And Elijah said, surely God must be in the wind. God was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake so strong that the ground, the mountain, shook to its foundation. And Elijah was so sure that God was in the earthquake. Guess what? God was not there. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. And Elijah said, surely God must speak to me in the fire. 
remember that a few days before then, there was a prayer battle on Mount Carmel, and fire came down from heaven and consumed the sacrifice. So Elijah was so sure that this was God. God was not in the fire. We can't predict God. We can't put him in a box. And after the fire, there was a still, small voice. There was a gentle whisper. We thank God that Elijah lingered that long to hear from God. Sometimes we rush in and out of God's presence and we miss him. God always speaks. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know. Be still and know. In the midst of tragedy, be still and know. In the midst of sorrow, be still and know. In the midst of turmoil, be still and know. In a pandemic, be still and know. When you're suffering ill health, when you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. If we want to hear God, there's a process. There's a knowing. There's a stillness required. There's focus required. We need to open our Bibles and not our phones. We need to focus. We need to wait in his presence. There's a consistency in fellowship. The Bible says that Jesus will wake up a long while before dawn and go to a quiet place and pray. We need to turn things down, people, if we have to hear from God. There needs to be deliberate action on our part. And as I bring my talk to a close today, I just want to remind you of one of the Lord's parting statements to his disciples. In John 16, I think it's verse 12, Jesus was saying to them, there's so much I want to say to you. There's so much I have to say to you. But right now you can't handle it. Right now you can't understand it. But I'm going to send to you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you about the future. Do we have the Holy Spirit? The Lord will speak to us through the Spirit. The Lord will speak to us through circumstances that are evolving. The Lord speaks. 
Yesterday, I went for my prayer walk in the morning. And I said, Lord, I was going, uh, there are some things on my mind, some things bothering me. And I said, Lord, I want you to just speak to me. And I heard God clearly say to me, you just take authority. Those words. And I began to take authority. And I saw things shift. The Lord speaks. Be still and know. Be still and know that I am God. Are we ready to turn down the noise? Are we ready to come into God's presence? Are we ready to linger? Are we ready to wait? Be still. Be still. Be still. Be still. Be still and know. Are we ready to wait? Are we ready to listen? If you don't turn down the noise, you won't hear his voice. Thank you.